a chance to experience a young woman's sexual awakening now as we begin our adaptation of Forbidden Fire, read by the author Anonymous. Forbidden Fire has been specially adapted for Radio 4 and so contains sex scenes that some listeners may find strangely disappointing. I am a beautiful 21-year-old woman. As you're listening to this, perhaps at home or more likely in the single room of a B&B, please bear in mind that I am a real 21-year-old woman and all the amazing erotic adventures I'm about to describe actually happened to me, a real woman. I'm dirty and I love it and I'm certainly not a man in my 50s who also writes science fiction. It all began one night while I was working late. Oh, Jane, are you still here? Yes, David. I said lustily to David, my boss. Ever since I joined the publishing company where I work, I'd secretly fancied him. David was handsome and in his 50s, which I, as a woman, think is a really good age. It's when men are at their physical peak. If you carry on like this, you'll end up sleeping on the desk. Laughed David. I laughed too, allowing my skirt to ride up over my shoulders. Whoa. I mean knees over my knees. Sorry, I was getting carried away. I'm just reading that science fiction manuscript that was sent in. I said. And? It's really good. It's actually proper literature. I don't know why there's such a stigma attached to science fiction. I agree. Jane, I'd like you to have a look at this. David slapped something massive on my desk. What is it? It's a new manuscript I received. I'd like your opinion. It's erotica. What, like dirty stories? You disappoint me, Jane. Erotica is as much literature as science fiction is. Probably more. You're right, David. I should be more open-minded. It must be my convent school education. Plus, I'm still a virgin. I hadn't told many people that, and I could sense something in David's stir. I think those prawns at lunch were off. Well, have a read of the manuscript and tell me what you think. Yes, it might give me some interesting ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I opened the manuscript and began reading at random. At, in, Friday, yes, tree... I decided the random approach wasn't working and began again, reading several sentences in order. It was hot stuff, but really well written. The author was a 21-year-old girl, just like me. Maria looked longingly at the bandit leader's protruding maleness. His muscles rippled like swarthy own brand ice cream as he pulled her onto his throbbing... Wow! That really is very well-written erotica. Look, Jane, I feel a bit awkward saying this, but... You want to smear me in butter and then slowly lick it off? No. Margarine? No. Lard? No. I can't believe it's not butter? Uh, no. Look, the company is thinking of publishing this book, but before we do, we want to find out what kind of people would buy it. It's not just pervy old men in raincoats. And when I say old, I mean older than 50s. 50s isn't old. No, no, it isn't. Exactly. I've got a hunch that erotic fiction is read by a whole range of people because it's actually literature and is easily as good as Andy McNabb 
or Ben Elton. So, David, what do you want me to do? Research the subject. And if that means going on a startling erotic odyssey of sexual awakening, which opens your mind to a world of sensual pleasure, then that's a plus. Taxi! Where to, miss? David's words were still ringing in my ears. Research the subject. Take me to a bookshop. What sort of books is it you're after? I coloured. I couldn't believe I was going to say this to a complete stranger. Erotica. Really dirty erotica. There's nothing to be embarrassed about, love. Lots of people read erotica. In fact, I often have an erotic audiobook on whilst I'm driving. I've got Legacy of Lust at the moment from the Lace Fantasies series. It's read by Martin Jarvis. He's very good, does all the voices. The handsome, powerfully built cab driver dropped me off outside the big weatherstones in the centre of town. I could hardly contain myself as I entered the shop and searched for its erotic fiction department. Excuse me? Oui? Wow, are you French? No, Belgian. The shop assistant was about 21, like me, and a woman like me too. I couldn't help running my gaze over her tightly fitting blouse, imagining myself unbuttoning it and pouring yogurt over her ripe body, like she was some sort of fancy muesli. It was strange. I'd never had those sorts of yearnings before. I don't even really like yogurt. It gives me mucus. How may I help you? I feel embarrassed asking, but do you have an erotica section? I'm not a pervert. There is nothing perverted about erotica, mademoiselle. I myself will often read erotica. I use it as a palate cleanser between Dan Browns. I felt like such a prude talking to this clearly massively sexually liberated and deeply Belgian young woman. And I couldn't shake the stirrings of my sapphic longing for her. But I wasn't a, a lesbian, was I? Maybe I was. Maybe all women are a bit, if they just go with it. So many titles. Sinful services. Dirty sheets. Doctor hot stuff. There's something here for everyone. As long as they like erotica. Yes. It is proper literature. Why else would we keep it next to the science fiction? So it's true. Erotica isn't just an unconvincing series of badly written sex scenes that doesn't even work as pornography because it's so badly written that it's forced to use ridiculous words like orbs or love mounds because you can't just keep repeating the word breasts. My love mounds quivered as I noticed that the shop assistant's ample orbs were heaving and her cheeks were flushing an arousing red. It's just a, a little hot in here. I watched as she fanned herself with a copy of Rampant Submission. Would you mind if I undid some of my buttons? No. I couldn't believe this was happening. That morning I'd been a normal virginal publisher's dog's body. Was I now going to lose my cherry to a rampant bookshop assistant from Belgium? Right here, on the floor, in front of these copies of Red Hot Nurse and A Suitable Boy by Vikram Seth? Oh, who keeps putting these back in the wrong place? She groaned 
as she let her Weatherstone's name badge drop revealingly to the floor. Emmanuel, what a pretty name. Thank you. Her trembling hands reached for a bucket of ice cubes that was helpfully, but for no good reason, on the side by the cash register. As Emmanuel seemed about to apply the icy ice cubes to her insistent nipples, a secret lesbotic reverie was broken by a smooth male voice. Don't mind me, ladies. Oh, someone is watching. How shaming, yet exciting. Emmanuel hurried away in shame and excitement, while I took in the man who had disturbed us. He was tall and handsome and in his fifties. We weren't doing anything wrong. You didn't need to stop. I rather liked it. It was quite fitting in front of my books. Your books? My books that I wrote. I'm Adam Adamson, the first name in erotic fiction. So, you like erotic stories? Yes, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yes. Oh, it's all got me so confused. Well, perhaps we could go back to my dungeon and talk about it. Did you say dungeon? No, I said house. Oh, come on, it'll be fun. I'll open a bottle of moderately expensive wine and put some Walker sensations in a bowl. It sounds wonderful, but I don't know. Come on, what have you got to lose? My virginity, mm. and possibly my phone if I get too drunk, and then I'd have to send an email out for everyone's numbers. You're so uptight. I am not. Oh, easy, tigress. Don't call me a tigress. Now, if you'll excuse me, Mr. Adam Adamson, I have to go home and have a soapy bath in the nuddy. I couldn't stop thinking about Adam Adamson's offer as I took the bus across town to my house where I lived. I flipped open the manuscript David had given me. I couldn't believe how adventurous the author was. Maria had surrendered to the General's deepest desire that she dress as a clown. Her big shoes slapped seductively against the floorboards as she felt his hot gaze on her... First place! There weren't many people on the bus. Just me and five men. I fantasized about taking them all home and having an orgy. But I didn't do it. I have to save something up for the end of my erotic odyssey. And anyway, two of them were very elderly, and one was wearing pajamas and talking to himself. I slipped my key into the lock, which is actually quite a nice literary metaphor for sex. I couldn't believe it. There in the middle of my front room was a burglar. I should have been really angry and called the police, but all I could think of, what with me being a 21-year-old sex-starved woman and all, was that perhaps this man could be the start of my erotic awakening. Is that a gun in your pocket? No, it's some of your jewellery and CDs. I've got something else you could steal. Me. Nah, that's kidnapping. You get ten years for that. Why don't we talk about it upstairs? I'll run a bath and get my kit off. Yeah, you do that, and I'll leave. These Dido CDs aren't going to fence themselves. No, come back. No, I need awakening. No! Jane, are you all right? Adam Adamson, what are you doing here? 
I was worried about you, so I followed you home. It's the sort of behavior that's quite normal in erotic novels, but that in real life would be creepy and menacing. Like me grabbing your orbs. Oh! Let's do it on the floor, like two animals locked in bestial union. Okay, can I be a giraffe? Adam was already naked from the waist up and from the waist down. He was so excited, he just couldn't hide it. He was about to lose control, and I think I'd like it. Adam's glistening male form loomed over me like a pornographic coat hook. I could smell the aphrodisiacal scent of his musky male odor. Do you use Lynx? No, it's Superdrug's own version. It's just as good, but 70p cheaper. Kerching. Our bodies were touching now like two rivers meeting in an estuary of lust. This was better than anything I could have read in a book because it was real. It was really happening. To me, Jane, a real 21-year-old publisher's assistant with real orbs. I was tired of fiction. Tired of detective stories where the hero drinks too much and is divorced. Tired of books about punctuation or the history of salt or how clouds were invented. Tired of brightly colored paperbacks from the three for two pile. Tired of anything by Tony Parsons. The only thing I wasn't tired of was science fiction. But even that could wait right now. Adam had led me out of my world of fiction and was about to show me some hard fact. I, Jane, was finally about to get... That was Chapter 1 of Forbidden Fire, read by the author Anonymous, with help from Alex Lowe, Rebecca Front, Michael Fenton-Stevens, Mel Hudson and Dan Tetzel. Paperback Hell was ghostwritten by Danny Robbins and Dan Tetzel, and the producer was Lucy Armitage.